The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Taryn Hatcher and the dynamic Joe Fordyce. A new coach is in town. It's John Tortorella time. Let's get right into it. He had his introductory press interview on Friday, and I think we saw why he won this job, why he probably really impressed in the interviews Later on in the podcast, we're going to get some special one-on-one insight from Cam Atkinson, who played under Tortorella in Columbus. Before we get into that, Taryn, I want to hear from you. What did you think of Tortorella's comments? Um, I mean, I liked it. It's kind of what I expected from Torts. He's, you know, non-apologetic. I don't think he's as much of – I don't know what we're, we are or are not allowed to say on these podcasts, but I, I don't think he's as much of – like a hard ass as people were kind of like building it up to be on Twitter. And, and when we get to the cam interview, you'll hear him say like, people will clip these videos of every blow up he's had over 80 plus game seasons. Some of them from 15, 20 years ago. And he's not exactly that same person today. And he's learned from the players. He's coaches the coach, the same way the players um, have learned from him. Um, and I think you see that it's, I don't think somebody said he mellowed out. I don't think he mellowed out. I think he's just much more aware of, or at least it, at least in the introductory press conference, everything he said, it almost seems like he's more educated on maybe when and how is the time to go off like that again, versus maybe being more fiery, more consistently <laughs> early on. I don't know. Um, but I liked it. It's, I think anybody you've talked to has said and and everything you read about him, it's kind of like his personality and the Philly sports fan, that Venn diagram is kind of a perfect circle. So to me, it makes a lot of sense. Um, But I also, for with everything that I do, my instinct also as a reporter is to go to players, players, no more than anybody. And when you talk to players about John Tortorella players on the team, who have yet to play for him or former players like Scott Hartnell, who we work with that and Cam said it as well. And I know I'm like previewing the entire interview before we get there. Um, 99% of John Tortorella's players are very thankful by the time they're done that they've played for John Tortorella. And while other players might not have such strong reactions to a coach the way John does, or he doesn't elicit strong, those other coaches don't elicit strong reactions the way that John does. Very rarely have I heard 99% of other players say, I'm so thankful I played for that guy. I learned that much. So, you know, it's interesting. It's, it, it's very interesting. The conversation of how can John mold a young team? What can these players learn from him? Scott Hartnell has said to us a million times, my only regret when it comes to Tortorella is I didn't play for him when I was a younger player. Um, 
there's also that conversation of what has John learned from his players. And I think it seems like he's kind of figured out where maybe he has to compromise more with the way this younger NHL where the kids were raised a little bit differently in the hockey world in terms of just day-to-day what that looks like. Um, That was the big takeaway for me. Also, it seems like he's in love with the Flyers logo. (laughs) So the big takeaway. So there's a lot going on. Yeah, as Taryn mentioned, he he talked a lot about the emblem and how much he just fell in love with the emblem and always wanted the coach here. I wanted to ask him about the new Eagles word mark. He was talking about the emblem so much. I wanted to be like, what do you think of the new Eagles thing? <laughs> his take on that, really have him stir the pot on his first day as official first day as Flyers head coach. Yeah, he's clearly passionate about that. But he was passionate about just about everything. And I was really blown away by how he talks about getting players to – play at the highest level possible, levels they have never been to. And that's why he pushes guys so hard uh, because he wants to see them succeed at a really high level. And I think that's why he gets a lot out of teams. He gets more out of less. And uh, I think that can really help the Flyers in this spot. They're obviously coming uh, into a a season where they're um, coming off a year where everyone's talking about rebuild and retool and where the heck is this team going. Tortorello provides leadership. He provides guidance. he, uh, He makes you feel better. Uh, so I think that's uh, intriguing qualities. Joe, your overall impressions of the press conference that lasted about 50-plus minutes because he was that uh, passionate. Uh, my number one takeaway is uh, I'm looking forward to our postgame shows next year <laughs> yeah. um, because he is quite a talker. And it's uh, it's it's been a while like since we've had those guys that are almost impo- uh, appointment TV to watch them talk after a game. Um, I mean, just in Philly sports in general, you have T.O. and Allen Iverson and guys like that. And it's uh, Ken Hitchcock used to be that for the Flyers. And it's been a while. And so I'm looking forward to that for one. And a big takeaway is he used the word standard throughout that entire press conference. And um, just, you know, in a couple of weeks ago, I talked to Scott Hartnell for an article on our website. And. I said to Scott, I said, everybody knows kind of a, along the lines of what Taryn was saying. Everybody knows the bluster and, and the, the stuff that gets clipped together on YouTube and him going after Larry Brooks, who, by the way, Larry Brooks was going right after him in that clip that everyone has seen, too. So um, it wasn't like it was unprovoked. Um, and most of these clips that you see, you're not seeing the other part of that. Um and I asked Scott, what was what when you get beyond the bluster, what is it? And that's when he mentioned the culture and how much he cares about his players um, and that he's going to be straight up with them. And it doesn't matter if you're playing on the first line or the fourth line, you're going to get treated the same. And that is uh, that is how you keep a player honest. And um, I, I don't know that. You know, I don't know that that's always been the case, and I think that's what this Flyers team, at least the players who are currently on the roster, I think that's what they need. Um, They need a guy to come in and say, this is the way it's going to be. This is my standard. And if you don't play up to it, then your playing time is going to suffer. And, you know, um, 
Scott talked about it. John Tortorella talked about it in his press conference today when he alluded to that he he had battles with Scott. He had battles with Cam Atkinson, which you'll hear about in a few minutes. And, you know, these guys come away from battles, we'll call them, with John Tortorella as better players and as better guys. And, you know, when you listen to John talk in his presser today, the theme, it wasn't all about hockey. He talked about how these guys became better better family men, fathers, things like that. So it's not just about his effect on these guys on the ice. It goes well beyond that. And, um, you know, that's what you don't hear or you don't see when you look up his name on YouTube or something along those lines. And I think that's really um, what a lot of these guys reflect on when they talk about playing for him. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Before we get into Cam Atkinson's thoughts, Taryn, I wanted to ask you, did you like how thorough the Flyers were in this interview process? Chuck mentioned how they had a third party uh, to really make the interview process as formal as possible. He said it's not as common in sports, but it's starting to grow in this in this industry. Did you like how thorough they were? I'll tell you what I, because listen, I don't know what the actual intricacies of what the coaching firm does versus what Chuck does. I don't know that yet. I'd have to sit down one-on-one with Chuck and then talk to the people at the coaching firm. So I don't actually know anything about thoroughness in this situation. I mean, I, I do appreciate that they brought in a third party and, you know, whether it's an echo, like just a cacophony of them agreeing on the same things or, or total disagreement. I don't think any of us will really ever know at least until maybe a little bit down the line or something leaks. What I did like was we see Chuck be very cerebral and very even keeled all the time. And Chuck got like a little bit fiery a couple of times, fiery for Chuck a couple of times when he was asked about, you know, the report that the agency was brought in basically to confirm that Tortorella was the right guy and Chuck didn't want him. And, and, and Chuck kind of made a sarcastic remark or whatever. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed that a, just because it's nice to see that side of, of Chuck, honestly, because I think people almost don't because he's so professional when he goes up to the podium for a press conference. I don't think they see kind of the passion and the care with which Chuck approaches his job. Um, and I, I kind of think in that situation, like it was kind of like I take pride in the fact that this is that I'm the GM who's here hiring this guy. So, you know, maybe let's set the facts straight um, on that situation. I appreciate that. I, I really do. I would love to learn more about like I'd love to know the third party organization who in it was really doing this, their qualifications, what it looked like them and their part in it versus what Chuck and his part. In it. I would love to know all those things. I don't, but I do know like what he said, it's standard fare in the business world. It's standard fare in the business world for like big CEOs at big billion, billion dollar companies. Like it's, it is standard fare in other billion dollar companies and teams are, are hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billion dollar franchises. So it does kind of make sense. Um, but 
you know, I, I like that he came out and kind of didn't really take that. He he kind of didn't take the BS in that situation. And he sort of was like, this is, this is my guy too. We brought that in and, and explained why, but this is my situation and sort of took ownership of it. I like that from Chuck just because I think it's, it's maybe nice for people to see that it's not like he's grasping at things and, and not like he's, he very much is invest. It's his job. I mean, he's invested and it means something to him and he takes pride in it. And I think he does, he should take it kind of personally if someone is making a, a quip or whatever about basically a, a group undercutting his job. So I enjoyed that part, but the ins and outs of the hiring process, I would actually love to know like day by day, week by week, what that was like, but I don't think I'll get those answers. <laughs> Jordan, I'll point out one more thing. Speaking of, of kind of fiery responses and obviously Tortorella is known for those, but I did find it particularly interesting. He was asked a question about this perception that he wears out players and he wears on players. And he, without hesitation, said, no, that doesn't happen. And he said, that's what you guys talk about, referring to the media as at large. And basically said, talk to the players, which in at least small form we've done. And they don't say that at least the ones I've talked to, they don't say that. Now, of course, there's going to be a few, but there's going to be a few that say bad things about, you know, Scotty Bowman, who is one of the greatest coaches ever. You know, you're, you're always going to have a few. But I did find it, his demeanor kind of changed with that question during the presser today. And I found that very interesting. And, um, you know, it's it's an interesting contrast when you put, uh, as he put it, you know, that's what you guys talk about. When you take that perception and then you hear him as well as guys that have played for him basically speak in direct contrast to that message. Um, so that part stood out to me as well. It's like, and the thing with Tortorella that's always stood out to me, it's like anything in life where – you can get a reputation from one day, one night, one outburst, one reaction in life. And, you know, whether you're a kid in high school or in your friend group or whatever, you can get a reputation based off of one thing. And you can spend years and years and years and years trying to lose it or, or just not ever doing anything like that again, unintentionally, just naturally not being that way because you're not naturally that way. And you still maintain that reputation. That's not to say that we haven't seen patterns of certain behaviors from John Tortorella. It's just the, the public perception of the reaction to those behaviors is very different than the one-on-one -on -one conversations that you have with his players past or present. And so you start to wonder like how much of this is a reputation. And this is like something that from a broadcast sense, I can say, at least from my perspective, like I try to be very careful when I talk about certain things that are a reflection on a player or a coaches like personality and their uh, just their character in general, because sometimes once you say something and it, that toothpaste is out of the tube, 
it's very hard to get it back in, whether it's indicative of how someone truly is or what they truly evoke in other people. And I kind of wonder if some of that is the case with John Tortorella, you know, if, if the way he acts rubbed a certain amount of people the wrong way, and then that's become his, his overarching reputation for forever. But that happens in life. I mean, it happens all the time. Like that's happens since you're a little kid in school. Like you're the kid who ate glue one day. And when you graduate high school, you're still the kid who ate glue in kindergarten. Like that's just how life goes. So it's, it's very interesting because his reputation, his reputation and then the people that I actually know who have played for him and the difference in reaction is a little jarring. Like it's very, very far off from one another sometimes. So, but it is interesting because these younger generation NHL players, not to be like, oh, the next generation's soft because I hate when people do that. But the, this new generation of NHL players did grow up in like a very different system than even, I'm only like, I'm 29. I'm not that young, but I'm not that old. Like the players that are my age, the way they came up was very different from even how like Joel Farabee came up, who's 22. It's a seven year age gap. And there's a world of difference. Not to, That's not a reflection of Joel's character at all. I think Joel's a great kid and a great player. But like the, the system that they came up in and how things were handled and how people were treated and for a, you know, abundance of reasons is very different. And it's interesting to see how Tortorella fits that. So a good example, Jordan, is the, if you look up, you know, the Tortorella greatest hits on YouTube, you see the video and it's not just about sound bites. I don't remember if it was a regular season or a postseason game, but it was when he was coaching Vancouver and he went into the hallway of the Calgary Flames to stick up for some, for one of his players for something that happened in that game. And I don't remember if it was a playoff series or if it was a regular season game. I think it was a playoff series, but he was in the middle of the, of the Calgary Flames and getting in someone's face and had to be restrained. And I remember the media backlash was almost like, can you believe this lunatic? Look at him. It's fiery. It's typical John Tortorella. It's this, it's that. I would guarantee that not one player on his team thought anything bad about what he did. In the overall s- scope of things, yes, maybe it was inappropriate, but who are we to judge? We don't really, we weren't there. And I would bet a lot of those players on that Vancouver Canucks team that played with him remember that moment fondly and said, that was my guy and he stuck up for me. And it might have been in a atypical fashion, but I'm sure it left a mark with any of the guys on that Vancouver team. <coughs> Excuse me. And speaking to that contrast that is kind of jarring that Taryn just alluded to, I think that's a perfect example of something where media people said this, and I'm, you never heard a player say anything similar to that about that particular incident. Absolutely. Like Taryn said, uh, who better than the players to reach out to them and get their take? They're the ones that went through it firsthand. They're the ones that were coached by him and saw him behind closed doors where no one else is. So who better than players? And we got a really good one to join the Flyers Talk podcast, Cam Atkinson. Uh, uh, John Tortorella was in Columbus for parts of six seasons. Cam Atkinson played for him in all of those seasons. 
So let's get right into our interview with Cam as he gives us great insight on the Flyers' new head coach. We are absolutely thrilled to be joined by Cam Atkinson. Cam, you are reunited with John Tortorella. <laughs> How pumped are you? And were you getting pretty jacked up just watching his uh, introductory press conference? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited. I have uh, you know, a long history with Torts. Uh, obviously, majority of it is 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 really good. Um, uh, yeah, tuned into the press conference briefly. My kids were kind of buzzing around, crying, so it made it kind of hard to listen. But uh, you know, everything that I heard is is why players, especially me and 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 people really that know Torts, love him. Uh, just his passion and his honesty. I think that's uh, you know I've been fortunate to play in this league a long time and and play for. A bunch of different coaches and um, I just like the way he goes about his business and tells you you know um, he's honest he tells you where you are in the lineup and if you're playing well if you're not playing well and what you need to do to get better and I think as a player um, you know he, he tells it how it is and I personally like that. Were your ears ringing when he started talking about you even when you were playing with, <laughs> with your children there was a lot of Cam Atkinson talked throughout the press conference. I'm sure you expected your name to be brought up plenty today. No, you know, it's uh, him and I, we, uh, we really grew up together in a lot of ways. Um, you know, really good times and, and bad times. And um, we kept in touch, um, you know, throughout obviously the process of him becoming the coach. But even in the summers, he, you know, he's come to my house and him and his wife have, have you know, uh, played with my kids. And I mean, there's a, people don't uh, get to know towards the way I've, I've been fortunate to know towards and to see the other side, um, which, you know, he's one of the, the best guys I've, I've gotten to know. And I hope that everyone gets the opportunity to, to see that side of towards. I mean, you know, the season itself isn't going to be, uh, it, I'm sure there's going to be ups and downs and you're going to see uh, some, some really good things with towards and some of his, uh, some of his hot moments, but uh he does it for the right reasons. Um, so hopefully he, uh, he said some good things about me. Cam, um, I, talk, I asked uh, John about this during the presser. And uh, in talking to Scott Hartnell a couple weeks ago, he mentioned how when Torts came in to Columbus, how he reshaped the cult culture from top to bottom, basically the trainers, assistant coaches, equipment guys, players. It didn't matter who you were. He wanted to make sure everyone knew the kind of, as he referred to it in the press conference, the standard that he was setting. Do you view the situation right now with the Flyers as a situation that needs a little bit of a shakeup in the culture and, and standard, as he put it? Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, being an older guy, I mean, this is going to be my 13th, 13th year coming up and I've uh, been fortunate to play for the Blue Jackets for a long time. Um, you know, so just kind of digesting and, and coming in as a, a new older guy, kind of got to see how guys went, uh, you know, went about their business and prepared and uh, from the top down, um, you know, through the training staff and equipment guys. And, um, you know, not that, not that it was a, you know, anything was really, really bad, but uh it definitely there were some things behind the scenes that um you know were a little different and um but yeah i mean one thing that i love about torts and scotty said it perfectly is he came and changed the culture right away 
uh, set the tone right off the bat and, um, you know, from everyone, like you said, equipment guys, uh, medical guys, management, uh, family, um, just anything you could think of he did. And it really shaped the way the Blue Jackets are to this day. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, there's no BS with torts. And, I, uh, you know, I think people really like that. And you talk to a lot of the players that have played for him that are currently still playing and guys that have, uh, you know, played for him in the past. 90, 99% of the guys love torts. Um, you know, love the way he went about his business, love the way he just – you know, told it how it is and kept everyone accountable and practices were hard, but, you know, there was always a, a rhyme to the reason. And, um, you know, I think he's going to do great for our team. And I think, um, I know in my exit meeting, that was one thing that Chuck and I talked about. I actually brought up torts. I said, you know, I vouched for torts and um, that, that's how much I think that torts is going to help our team. As much as people want to see the way Torts changes this team, it seems like there's kind of a, a public tentativeness towards wanting to see how Torts has grown himself and maybe changed himself as someone who said, like you just said a few answers ago, you and Torts have kind of grown up together in certain ways. What's the biggest difference you've seen him make to adjust to an NHL, especially younger players today who grew up kind of in a different hockey culture than even players did seven, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. I mean, everyone sees the, the blowups of torts, you know, 10 to 15 years ago, um, back when the league was a lot different. Uh, it was a lot older, an older league, you know, uh, when I came to the league, I was, I was young, I was 22, but you know, the next oldest guy I think was, you know, 27, 28. And now it's a lot of 18 year old kids uh, it's the league has just changed. So I think he's had to adapt and adjust to his coaching methods. Um, you know, and, and when he was in Columbus, I mean, he, uh, he came in middle of the season. Um, so I think, you know, I think there might've been three or four months, maybe not even two to three months left of the season. So he was just trying to get, uh, you know, acclimated to how guys played and, and then obviously the following year in that summer leading into training camp, that's when he really put his, the hammer down. But, um, you know, we went through the same process of that and something that I think Philly definitely needs and I'm super excited for it. But uh, he's definitely helped me grow not only as a player, uh, but as a person. And, um, you know, I obviously I thank him a lot for that. And listen, I know it's not going to always be uh, rainbows and butterflies with Torts and I. I mean, I can tell you some uh, pretty good stories. And I think that's why him and I got along is because there was no BS. And when he when he would call me out or, um, you know, push me, you know, I always responded. And, uh, you know, some players handle it the right way. And some people, um, for me personally, uh, that's to the next level. Do you care to share the specifics of any of those stories, Cam? <laughs> you mentioned with John. <laughs> I don't think they're, uh, did, uh, first of all, did I just go in and out? Sorry. I wasn't a little uh, bit. Yeah. Not sure but I think you're out. okay. Oh, uh, no, I don't think I can uh, share any stories right now, maybe in person, but, uh, those okay. are more behind the scenes locker room. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, I'm sure Scott A. Hartnell can, uh, fill you in with a couple of those. Stories. Oh, he shared some. That's why I want to hear yours. <laughs> <'Cause they're interesting>. <laughs> <laughs> There's always Can't a time and a place. And I don't think right now is the time. Yeah. <laughs> when the recording button goes off, that's when the good stuff is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
Kim, I'm sure a lot of people think you'll be a pretty good buffer between the locker room and Tortorella, given your history with Tortorella. I'm curious, has any teammates reached out, kind of picked your brain about him? How Are people talking in the group chat about, you know, Tortorella coming on board? The group chat's been kind of quiet, uh, even before, you know, once summer kind of hit, everyone kind of went their own way. But I, I've talked to you know, some of the younger guys. Um, I was talking to, well, especially the last three days, you know, uh, the older guys, Lots and, and Coots and, and Beezer and Reamer and Hazy and, um, you know, those guys that uh, definitely have, I mean, I would tell them stories throughout the year of, you know, I think this is what we need. And it's just funny how kind of things come into fruition. But, um, yeah, guys are definitely uh, a little anxious, but I think uh, that's what you want. And I think uh, it's good for your team to, 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 to be anxious going into training camp and the start of the season. Cam, uh, Scott mentioned to me that he wished he had Tortorella earlier in his career um, when he looks back on his time um, playing under John. You had him early in your career. So what is it about Torts' style and his system that is so good for young players? Yeah, you know, I think, um, you know, I was still relatively – I was young in the league, but I was – guy and and for me uh, working hard is is my game and that's how I grew up you know that's how I had to make it to every level just being a smaller player and outworking you and and that sort of thing and you know a guy like Marty St. Louis who I'm good friends with who's good friends with obviously Torts as well you know as soon as Torts got hired by Columbus Marty was the first guy to call me just said if you work your bag off you're going to get rewarded and obviously your skill set will take over but I kind of took those words and ran with them and I think uh, he really appreciated how, you know, and, I mean, it was a process for sure. I mean, he taught me how to practice the right way, the right practice habits and, you know, lead how you ultimately play in a game. And um, his practices were tough. And uh, it took a couple of years to really, you know, not that we, I didn't train hard, but, you know, you have to be ready to go for training camp because right as soon as the whistle blows, it's, it's, it's game time and um, competitive and he, and, uh, no, I think he's just helped me be a better pro. Well, Cam Atkinson, thank you so much. Seriously, great seeing you, great chatting with you. Uh, on behalf of all of us here, thank you for taking the time, and we hope you have a great offseason. All right, thanks, guys. I'll see you soon. Big thank you to Cam Atkinson. Terrific insight on the Flyers' new head coach. I definitely think training camp is going to be awfully fun and uh, plenty entertainment value for pre- and post-game live, as Joe mentioned earlier. Well, this was great. A new era of Flyers hockey is certainly underway here. Joe Fordyce, thank you so much as always. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. Taryn as well, thank you so much. Great seeing you. Great chatting with you. A big thank you also to Tom Finer, our do-it-all video producer, who oversaw all of this. And Flyers fans, of course, as always, thank you so much for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen, and we can't wait to talk to you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.